I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi there. How you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Dr. Mike Gustafson and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until 6. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com. You can also access that through the DoubleT973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. You boys doing good? I uh, no complaints. Kind of a busy morning. One of those one of those mornings where time just zips right along, which isn't the worst thing. Kind of not 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 a uh, exhausting morning, but just one where you look up and go, "Holy crap! It's eleven 30. I am doing well. Good. Thank you for asking. <laughs> On the other hand, Clint, how are you? I'm okay. Yeah, I'm excited about today's show because um, there's still so much from the weekend that I want to talk about, and we just we mainly focused, and for good reason. It's not a complaint, uh, but we mainly focused on um, you know the the tech football program and the loss to Texas and kind of moving forward. Um, There's some new news to discuss, right? Transfer portal stuff. Um, Some Red Raiders entering the portal. I think one surprising name or relatively surprising. We'll get to that. Um, Since we'll only have Clint here for a few um, short hours, you won't finish the show with us. Um, I want to make sure that we get to this quickly. We have some emails. Sending myself emails. A little too quickly there. Um, we have some emails that are scheduled to be uh, sent to me um, next Monday, and there's like eight of them, and so <laughs> some of them are already kind of the haze in the barn. So we're going to look at yeah, those a little bit early. Expedite. Yeah. Um, a couple of uh, months ago, and I, I don't know the exact date here. I did not include this in the email, uh, but after Missouri finished or started 5-0 and with wins over South Dakota, Middle Tennessee State, Kansas State, Memphis, and Vanderbilt, uh, our own Clint Scott proclaimed, and I emailed this to myself, uh, that Missouri would only finish with one more win on the season. And it looked good uh, for a week yeah. when, they, when they lost to LSU by 10 points. Uh-huh. Um, and then they went on the road and beat Kentucky, which was ranked at the time. And then the following week, they blew out South Carolina. Um, they lost to Georgia. And then they they closed with three wins in a row to go 10-2. and two. So just you missed it by a little bit, Clint. Maybe yeah, that he was, was pre- purely said with hatred in my heart. Yes. Maybe he was just predicting a one-game losing streak and you misunderstood him. Mm, I, I don't think so. Um, and then this, you were aware of that one. Yeah, that you knew one, that one was that coming. one was sitting there. I'm I'm generally, I I have no idea what the other one because the ones I'm aware of were Colorado. The, and we the did the Colorado that yesterday. one. I was keeping track with that one, and then I was aware, but I wasn't. As soon as I knew, like Missouri was like, okay, I was way wrong on that one. <laughs> I, I was uh, aware of that one on June twenty second. Uh oh, man. 
uh, I sent myself an email, and this was this was uh, Las Vegas over under related. Oh no! On June twenty second, Clint said that he would take six wins for Kansas. Oh man, I did. Yeah, because that was their their over under was six wins, mm-hmm. and uh, that that came out I think the Friday before we talked about it. And of I, course, uh, Kansas finished eight and four. Yeah, I was going bird in the hand. I just wanted two bowl games, so I don't feel bad about that one. You think in Lawrence they had like his picture hanging on the wall, six wins? Yeah, probably. It was like a prove Clint wrong thing. Like right. instead of slapping like a statement on the wall, they had a picture of me that they slapped me in the face. And like they could easily be pissed off for greatness. Nine and three, ten and two. They they lost to Oklahoma State by. A touchdown. We know what happened against Texas Tech in Lawrence. Uh, they lost to K State by four points. That's the one I feel they piddled away. Yeah, the most. they had more opportunities in that piddled, one. I like that. So yeah, there you go. We'll uh, we might do one more of these sometime this week, and then we'll we'll save the rest for uh, for Big Monday. That one wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I still look back at old Clint in Jan- <laughs> we say oh, June twenty second when you sent that mm-hmm. right. And say, I still agree with your decision to do that. It's been decades. I, I understand of, why you did that. Yep. Do you talk De- to past Clint a lot? Decades. Yeah, of... sometimes. Until I go to sleep. <laughs> quad weens, what were you thinking? <laughs> Great choice. <clears throat> yeah, quad weens, what were you thinking? Why didn't you go quint weens? All quint five. Uh, would love to get your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double T ninety seven three dot com. Someone says this: I can't believe that Syracuse is going after an assistant coach and not one of the former head coaches available. Um, yeah, they're apparently going to hire uh, Georgia defensive backs coach Fran Brown. Uh, he is from New Jersey, so he's from the area, at least the Northeast. Um, has experience coaching at Temple, which is, you know, northeast-ish, um, and also in, at Rutgers. So he, he knows the area which yep. very clearly. That that feels like uh, it, it feels like the regionality component is very important. And I can see that. Uh, yeah, he was on the uh, Baylor staff for a minute. He was, yeah. Um, he, he's... This is an interesting hire because this is a Power 5 job, right? Syracuse, or Power 4, rather. I guess that's what we should start, start saying. Um, he's never been a uh, a play caller. Right? He was co-DC at Temple for a year. I don't think that he was. I think that was just a what title. If, I wonder if he was on the staff with Joey at Baylor. No, I'm sure he was. Yeah, looks like that overlap would have taken place. Um so you're 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 bringing in someone that only has position coach experience. Now, granted, he's been around some good head coaches, Matt Rule, um, and Kirby Smart, and well, I guess Greg Schiano wasn't there at the time when he was there. Um, but he, he's been around some really good head coaches, and so you would think that he kind of knows what success looks like, right? But. Um, Lot, lot easier to kind of know that, and more difficult to do that. Yeah, sure. But we'll see. Good for them. I mean, I, 
I would be more excited about this than like Dan Mullen if yeah. I'm a Syracuse fan. Yeah, this time last week, the bowl projections had Tech versus Syracuse. More Tech Talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6. We'd love to hear what you have to say on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. Sam asks this. Uh, is there actual smoke of Kitley leaving for UTEP? Well, as you might imagine, Sam, there's not just a whole lot of reporting on the UTEP coaching search, right? Um, as far as I know, there's not, I mean, there's there's definitely not an uh, like a rival site for UTEP, at least one that's updated. I don't think that there's a 24-7 site. There's not a, an on-3 site. It's, it's akin to the Louisiana Tech thing that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Like, they had a reporter... Who was there following them? And to you and I, you would think, well, you know, Tech's got several of those. Louisiana Tech had the one or the two. Yeah. We're talking about a program here at UTEP that might not have any. Yeah, I mean, it's it, for sure. They, 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 because I think Ben Carlisle at the Law Tech site does a good job for rivals, um, but UTEP doesn't have that, and they might have a free site, but I'm not aware of it. Um, and you know, again, so. I, I don't know is the answer. Uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they were interested in Zach Kitley. Um, I know that. Uh, well, I don't know. I have a. I have a feeling that that uh, Kenny Perry is going to try to get that job, because um, for someone like him, that's probably his last chance. I mean, he's if he wants to go be head coach, if that's mm-hmm. an itch that he wants to scratch, um, you know, UTEP is a pretty good opportunity. Um, you, you know, UTEP is the kind of job where they're either going to go get a Dana Dimmel type, which is an older power five assistant, not a lot of experience as a head coach, um, but has been around a lot of programs with experience or a young gun that if they work out, they're not going to be there long. Um, so, I mean, Kitley would fit one of those descriptions and Perry would fit the other. I don't, I don't know the status of their search. Um, it wouldn't like stun me if if they were interested in Kitley, but I, I don't know for sure. And I and I don't think that um, this is a situation where again I don't think that this is a situation where um, he's being encouraged to find right. other employment. Like so, and, and if you're Kitley too, I think um, it, it probably wouldn't be that much of a pay increase. Um, Good point. there's some quality of life, um, components, I think in tech's favor with his family being here, having gone to this university, et cetera. Um, and you know, if, if you turn things around, if you have a really good near, year next year, you might be in the mix for maybe a bit more promising of a group of five job that has a bit more potential. Cause it's been a long time since someone went to UTEP had success and then Went on to go someplace else. Yeah, was better. able to catapult. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line: Syracuse isn't doing anything different than Texas Tech did in hiring an assistant coach rather than a coordinator or a head coach. I mean, I think it's a little bit different. Um, Fran Brown has never had any kind of head coaching experience or coordinating experience um, on any level. Um, I mean, certainly McGuire didn't have any on the college level, 
but I think that uh, hiring Joey McGuire in Texas <coughs> from another Texas program is a little bit different. Um, not quite apples to apples. It might be like apples to pears, you know, pretty close. From Both a distance, fruits. you yeah. probably couldn't tell a huge difference. Both available on the produce aisle. Yeah. yeah. Um, this from Duff in Houston. If I was Miles Price, I would probably leave for an offense with a pulse too. Yeah, so the news today, I think this was a bit of a surprise. Uh, Miles Price is entering the transfer portal. I don't think that he has posted a uh, announcement message yet on Twitter or Instagram. Um, but uh, yeah, he's expected to uh, to leave. I guess maybe as a grad transfer. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean it's as deep into this as he is. As deep into his time as this. This yeah. is technically his senior season. Yeah. Um, so but he has a COVID year available. Right. So one more year. You never know. You never know about those kind of things in terms of is there pressure from home to, you know, get get some more money or play the NIL field a little bit or whatever. But he was, uh, it, again, injured a bunch and kind of pl- would play a couple weeks and miss a couple weeks. Um, but I, I don't, I mean, he didn't have a great year this year. It would be hard. Yeah, to... I mean, he was he was dinged up a bit. Yeah. Um. I I think that there were times, I mean, when he was healthy, where he was your most consistent receiver. But I don't know. I mean, here's the bottom line, Gus. At least this is my opinion. Outside of maybe Coy Eakin and and Brady Boyd, who just played two games, while you know they could still preserve their red shirt. Any of the other guys that played at receiver this year could portal. And I would be fine. Like there, there's not a single player there that isn't replaceable, right? Right. Um, I mean, Bradley has a lot of tools and has flashed, and we've seen that um, regressed as a sophomore. And while you know you can point to, oh, well, he had a different position coach, that must be the problem, and maybe that is part of it. I don't know. I, I can't sit here and tell you yes or no. Um, I'll acknowledge the possibility, but yeah, I'm, I'm, go 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 be somewhere else if you want to. Like, fine, I'm not bothered. Um, I will say the price was very good and for you as a punt returner, right? Not that he just busted off a lot of long gainers, but he didn't uh, reliable. It, it wasn't really a kind of an adventure every time you you fielded a punt. It was like, all right, let's just fine. And he played that one game. Um, West I guess Virginia would have been at West Virginia, yeah, yeah in which he really wasn't able to play but he would go in and fair catch punts and you know that that was what he did that day and it and it had a place but again he was because then he was down at the very end against texas Uh, maybe maybe more than texas but yeah it was it was a spotty year at best for him and uh again how much we want to attribute to uh injuries i don't know but it you know I, i was hoping that he would make a jump and you know, be a be one of those guys that like at the end of the year we go, man, he caught seventy five balls this year, but it, he he just wasn't on the field enough. Um, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, the transfer portal obviously changed a lot, but do you guys think that it has affected high school recruiting in the sense that if you crush it at high school recruiting, there's no guarantee any of those kids even stay long enough to make an impact. So you risk pumping so much into high school kids with the very real risk that they leave after one good season. Uh, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure it affects the uh, 
I'm sure it affects the uh, the recruiting behavior, but it's probably re- affecting the recruiting behavior for guys that are lower down the list. I, it would probably, I would think it would be a tough time to be a, like a two-star type kid um, because there's probably the belief that you can go out and get somebody in the portal that would impact things quicker and therefore get in front of you. But, you know, I, that's – there, and there, this is probably measurable. This, there's probably data behind this. I think that um, no matter how you build your roster, right, what avenues you use for that, ultimately it is important for you to foster an atmosphere within your program where people want to stay, right? And you can do that by winning. You can do that by having a good culture, treating people the right way, uh, by having great infrastructure, NIL, facilities, all that stuff. Um, and so, you know, wh- whether you add people via the portal, um, or junior college transfers or high school recruits, ultimately you want this to be a place where people want to stay. I think you saw that a little bit last year mm-hmm. where they were struggling to find a, kind of find some, some portal vacancies so they could fill them. Um, I don't think that it diminishes high school recruiting. And I think too, the more that you kill it in recruiting, you can't get everybody, Sometimes you finish second for people, right. and then they circle back when they're dissatisfied and say, hey, you got a spot. More Tech Talk next. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We'd love to hear what you have to say today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. Um, some thoughts. We can just kind of transition into the coaching carousel here. On the Yates Flooring Center chat line, somebody says, oh, now Cliff Kingsbury has, quote, emerged as the favorite at U of H. Uh, someone else says U of H is about to get Cliff, and we're stuck with loser Joey McGuire and screen fetish lover Kitley. Pathetic. And then somebody else predicts Jeff Trailer to Houston. Um, am I am I missing something, or <laughs> or is is uh, loser Joey McGuire and screen fetish lover Kitley? Um, do they have more Big Twelve wins in two years? Uh, than Cliff had in like his last three or four combined. Am I am I missing that? Yeah. Like, did I just sleep through this? Is, so, was this a dream? It's so absurd. It's such an absurd text that it doesn't even merit a response. Well, in three hours, you know. Well, I understand that. I'm just saying it's that doesn't even. Uh, don't be careful because what you've got right here is a long count. Don't jump. All right. Three and six, three and six, three and six. It's third and six. They're trying to draw nine, the sides. <laughs> nine and 18 in his last three seasons at Texas Tech. Red Raiders 10 and six in their last two seasons in the Big 12 under Joey McGuire. Um, I, I, I don't think that Cliff is um, the, the top target at Houston. Um, I, I've seen the the betting odds. I guess some sports book has made him the betting favorite, slightly. But wh- why would he take that job? So, would somebody want to tell me why he would take that job? 
Yeah, I can't. Anybody? I mean, I, even even a devil's um, avocado. Yes. I mean, it it goes it it goes to all the things that um, devil's advocate. We, we've we've talked about <laughs> we've talked about for him. Like, okay, you're back to recruiting and media and all the stuff that you told everyone you don't want to do. It it just doesn't make sense. And he's already flat out said why he doesn't want to be a college coach anymore. Right. And then also doesn't that that takes away part of what he's getting from the Cardinals still. Yeah, I mean like I would guess there is offset language in his Cardinals buyout, uh but it doesn't say that he has to I mean, his analyst job would be just fine. Um, yeah, that that would be a strange one. I, I think that if you're wanting to kind of squint your eyes and looking for reasons why Cliff would want that job, um, it's in Houston, so it's easy for him to get lost, right? I mean, you're, he's not going to get mobbed at the grocery store. He'd probably get mobbed by the grocery store more by tech fans in the Houston area that recognized him than Houston fans, if we're being honest. Um, lot, lot more to do. Again, can be very private and not have, uh, you know, everyone in a restaurant looking at him whenever he's there. Uh, and then recruiting-wise, he he could just kind of stick to Houston and, and you know, be mostly okay. Uh, but, yeah. And, and that's not even getting into why Houston would want him. It's true. I mean, there's there. I mean, neither of us had. I mean, if if you told me it was offensive coordinator, then I'd get it. But you know, he's he's been at two places where, uh, you know, he wasn't really short on resources, and he, he even got to pick with the first overall pick the quarterback that he wanted in Arizona. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, he he won fourteen games with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Like, I mean, what are we doing here? And and then went and dry and then as a college coach called Murray as that guy should be drafted one one, later on gets the job, takes him one one, and kind of the same thing plagued him. Now I you know, he's he's built to be an offensive coach, but you know, I you know, maybe maybe a year as analyst would uh would uh, you know has has recharged his batteries and reset him? But I just don't see that, and and I, and I don't like doubting the guy because you know love love what he represents as a Red Raider and and all. But you know I I'm with you. I how how the wouldn't be Jeff Trailer first on on your uh, list is beyond me. Or or Tra- or uh, Willie Fritz. Yeah, sure. Or even Gary Patterson. Um, I yep. mean, Gary Patterson might not be because here, here's, I guess, the fundamental difference. I think that it is a lot easier for Gary Patterson to maybe overcome his um, distaste for NIL, especially since that can mostly be handled by someone else, right? Versus Cliff having some kind of um, eureka moment and going, "Oh, actually, I love recruiting." Right? <laughs> you know, like that's just not you can't fake that. And you certainly can't fake it over a period of years. And, um, and it's not like he's going to be at a place that is going to just attract talent by itself. 
and he's going to be the most talented roster or one of them um, on the schedule. It's going to be even worse than Texas Tech in that regard. And I don't know that, let's say he did have a fervor for recruiting, just like you're you're saying, which I think is unlikely, but a, a sudden desire to, to want to get out there and swing from the heels in recruiting. Is there any part of his identity that would lend a premier defensive player to want to go play for him? No. Like, uh, is a is a high-end edge rusher going to go, man, I want to be part of that? You know, where the – yeah, I, I don't um, – and, and, like – Again, I don't like sitting here dogging no, that kind but, of stuff, just and, and, talking. And what uh, – what kind of lessons has he learned in terms of, um, you know, balancing things out in order to put your defense in the best situation during his years at USC under Lincoln Riley? Like what? That's like the worst. It's like an addict uh, working in a brewery, right? Like that. All you're doing there is just reinforcing the worst. Uh, you're, you're kind of your worst innate feelings there. Um, I, I so I, I don't think that Houston is is lusting after Cliff Kingsbury. I think that they want someone like someone with like honest to goodness sustained college success as a head coach. Like that reference, it's like the uh, oh oh you want to smoke? Well now you're gonna smoke the whole pack, <laughs> yeah. buddy. Yeah. Um. This on the eighth flooring center chat line. Uh, I really don't think that Cliff is an improvement over Holgerson. If that were to happen, um, Raiders Zed says uh, Aiken is our best receiver by far, and he's also injury prone. Um, was he not a true freshman this year? I guess he was. Redshirt wasn't. freshman. Yeah, he, he was class of 2022. Yeah. I mean, was he in the picture last year as a player and then got hurt? I think he, I want to say collarbone. I thought that was this I think spring. he was double, double collarbone. Okay. Um, this in the chat line, I would take Cliff in a heartbeat over the JV coaches we have now as Wells and Yost all over again. That's your buddy. Are you high? That's your buddy again. Uh, no, I think this is somebody different. Yeah, this is somebody different. Um, like, no, it is. It's the same yeah, person. The same yeah, guy. they're, they're <laughs> ESPN.com, man. All you gotta do is check the records. Like I'm not I'm not caping up for anybody, but let's just I mean let's let's be real here. Do you remember how bad it was under Cliff? <laughs> if you just blanked that out of your memory, were you sniffing glue the whole time? More tech talk next. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I prefer Elmer's, by the way, for just a nice, smooth, you know, blackout. I thought it was the model. Can't, it can't be beat. Wow, Elmer's does that it's, to you? Like, no. the kid next to me in kindergarten used to drink that stuff. Tastes and smells good. <laughs> I thought it had to be the high-end, old-school model glue. Smooth through the nostril <laughs> or the mouth. I can see, like, it's a wine-tasting kindergarten. Eighty, just, It's got a nice stick there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> subtle notes of plastic yeah, subtle mm. notes. Hmm. horse hooves <laughs> hey, it's tech talk on double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com with gus and clint i'm aaron we're joining you uh until six o'clock would love to hear what you have to say on the yates flooring center chat line double t 97.3.com uh somebody says this i don't think that cliff will take the houston job he's still getting paid handsomely by arizona 
Uh, someone else asks, AD, do you still think that Cliff doesn't want to coach college ball? I, I have no idea what he wants. Uh, I don't think that he is um, very good at being a college head coach. Um, it's possible. I mean, he's a, he's a very smart He's a smart guy. Absolutely. Um, he, he's intelligent. Uh, I, I think that he is um, a, a good person. I think that uh, people like to be around him. I think the ingredients are there for him to be a good college head coach. Um, it was it was bad in Lubbock. Uh, not because he didn't try. just wasn't good. And uh, I, I just wonder if he has, at the end of the day, the personality for it. Now, I'm not saying he's a bad person or that he has a bad personality, but you have to be a certain type of person, I think, to be a successful head coach, and I don't know that he has that. You know, uh, you and I, tick, uh, when when he was let go in Arizona, what, nine months ago, I guess, wasn't it? Right at the I end of the know. season? Yeah, sometime. Right at the very end of the regular season last year, I guess. Um, you and I went through some conversations about what we could see in his future. Like, you know, the thought of him getting out and – being an executive for Nike wouldn't out of the question. I, I want to, and again, it's about his, because we think he's smart enough for this, but as connected as he is, if he ended up working for the Tom Condon of, you know, or the Scott Boris of football agents or whatever, would that be one bit surprising to you? I mean, like as connected as he is. And, and as you said, people are drawn to him. Not, not that he would be the, the the tip of the spear on the negotiations and all that kind of stuff, but just uh, I would think he's got a pretty dang good resume. Yeah, sure. I mean, be I, a, a, he would have an ability to attract clients, and I don't even mean that in a sleazy way, like or or even a guy who would be a contact for um, an agent to coaches. This on the chat line from Rachel Woodencliff forfeit a huge amount of money from Arizona. Uh, so the way that offset language works is that he is, he's essentially Garrett. Like if they're contractually obligated to pay him $3 million next year, Arizona, if he makes a million dollars from another job, then that, that number is subtracted from the total that Arizona owes him. Um, so, it, you know, wh whatever he makes at USC or would make at Houston, it doesn't really matter. He's getting the same amount of money anyways. Now he'd be doing a lot more work. Yep. Um, this on the chat line, uh, Cliff should have better options. Tater says this, uh, the offense has regressed the last couple of seasons. Do you think that we would have been better off keeping Sonny Cumbie? I can't stand to watch bubble screens for minus one yards every drive. Uh, one, one of Cumbie's last offensive performances as the coordinator here was a goose egg against Oklahoma State at home. Um, the offense that he's running at La Tech has been abysmal. Um, so no, I, I don't think that you would for sure be better off. I, I would not want to bet any kind of money, especially my own. I'd be a bit more free with y'all's money, uh, but I definitely wouldn't Clint. bet any of my money. What about Clint's oh, middle finger? I'm, I'm more yeah. okay if you're betting my money than my body parts like yesterday. Um, it's very uncomfortable for me. Double or nothing, middle finger. I uh, Two thumbs up. We we do have a, uh, and, and we're not unique in this regard, but... We do have a, a propensity, especially on the offensive side of the football, to let's stay within the family. I agree. Let's and I, stay within the family. And uh, on the, you know, I, I had, at some point that needs to end. Oh my gosh, yes, and that, that's my point. And somebody, somebody the other day had texted into that for Nashby's show and said this offense does not be does not deserve to be called the air raid. And I was like, I don't think anyone's tried to call this the air raid. I think that's 
I mean, I you know, other than maybe some some marketing type language, I don't think that's a a goal anymore. Um, it's it's a conversation you and I've had a bunch, but there's some idea that we're we're still hanging on to this air raid concept and, and again there may be some route trees and some theories and concepts and whatever but we're pretty dang far from air raid it, other it would, than four wide every once in a while it would be like you wearing um well you're i think you're too old for this so I, i'll bite the bullet here it would be like me still wearing jinko jeans and trying to convince everyone that hey no 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 jinko is still cool <laughs> Like it was really cool in the '90s, but it's still cool now. Right. That that's what it has been like here. And um, at some point, you know, you you need to kind of uh, decide that hey, not every football decision that we make needs to have an air raid component to right. it. Um, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um, Patterson did build a national championship caliber team. Yeah, I, I think that Gary Patterson would be a really good coach at Houston. I think that there are a lot of similarities to um, to, to TCU in Fort Worth. He, he would be very comfortable um, kind of being second or third or fourth or fifth fiddle inside that metro area. I think that he would be plopped down in the middle of a very fertile recruiting ground, although probably not as fertile as the Metroplex. And then he would not have to worry about NIL. He would just need to kind of accept it and, and let them work for him. Um he would be able to put together a good staff, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, I, mm-hmm. I would guess that he could get them back on track pretty quickly now. Well, they're going to they're gonna ever win the Big 12? Probably not. I, I can totally see where he would prefer, and, and there's no doubt about this, that he would prefer the Houston job over the New Mexico job. But I, I was fascinated by what you said last week in terms of the Lobos getting him. And I would be... I would genuinely be curious about their progress as a program, and and I would be very interested in watching the New Mexico New Mexico State football game with Jerry Kill and Gary Patterson trying to do Jerry Kill things, which he's done in the past. He's got roots there. I think that'd be a great hire and a great way for Patterson to coach whatever five six more years. I don't know. And like, I'm, this is not like any kind of criticism. This is just me observing, right? And, and I think that you'll back me up on this. I, th- I think Cliff Kingsbury is the type of person that can can find interest in a lot of different areas, mm-hmm. right? I think that he is not reliant on football um, to be fulfilled, right? I, I, and he's always talked about that before, right? He always talked about how he didn't want to be coaching in his 60s and 70s. Whereas I think I think Gary Patterson is is still kind of pissed off for greatness. Yeah, you know I what I'm saying. That. Like I, he's not looking to retire. I it think ended too soon. He's yeah. had his fill of that. He went to go work at Texas for a bit. Yeah, he's not looking to golf and fish for the next twenty years. Yeah, Patterson, sixty three years old. Jerry Kill, interesting, sixty two years old. More tech. I'm thirty nine. Yeah, more tech talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? Thank you for making us a part of your Tuesday. We do appreciate it. With Gus and Clint, I'm Aaron. This is Tech Talk. Uh, we'd love to hear what's on your mind today, as always, on the Yates Flooring Center chat line 
at DoubleT973.com. We're joining you today until 6 here from the First United Bank studio. Somebody has this on the chat line. Uh, with Miles Price hitting the portal, do you expect any more to announce in the next week? There are some big names out there that I would like to end up here. Hopefully someone that can get separation and actually care. Yeah, it's hard to... Uh... It's hard to uh, I don't kick the dude out the door because there may, you know, who knows, this, this this could get settled up and he's right back here tomorrow announcing his happy reunion. Um, so I, I don't go crazy with this, but it's, it's hard to imagine him being, you know, part of that room that was just not very good this year and acting like we're devastated by his absence. Yeah, and, and I wanted to slightly disagree with what the texture said. Like I, I might have that question about some of the tech receivers this year, but I, I never doubted Miles Price's care factor. Mm-mm. Right? I mean, he, he's had a good career for you. I think uh, numerically he ranks up there on some of your career lists. Um, but he's not... He has not, and I don't think that he can be, a true number one receiver for a Power 5 football team, right? Um, and so that's why I'm not terribly just devastated by him wanting to go play one more year someplace else. Um, but yes, to answer the question, um, yeah. I, I mean, you've seen Landon Peterson enter the portal, the offensive lineman um, who was a fairly heralded recruit but just never panned out. Um, and then Miles Price today as well. They're not going to be the last. I mean, there there will be other names in the portal. I guess Tyler Shuck is in the portal mm-hmm. too. Um, so you're getting a slow trickle now because these are all like graduate transfers that can enter pretty much at any time. Whereas the the real fun, the real activity starts on December fourth, which is when the uh, the portal window opens for everyone. Justin says, uh, in my opinion, Houston has Gary Patterson written all over it. It'd be a good hire for him. Um, this on the chat line, it's a bad situation when you can't win games with Patrick Mahomes. Cliff was a poor head coach. I do think he'll be at Houston, though. Um, someone else says this. Uh, Cliff did have a horrible record, no doubt, but he also coached in the league when it was tougher than it has been the last two years, and the league will get softer next year. I uh, disagree. Um, this in the chat line, typical tech is lusting after a former player, even after he sucked as a coach here. Um, Raiders dad says this, I wish Texas and BYU would have been flipped on the schedule. I think the Texas outcome is the same either way, but I think BYU is a win and ending the season like that. The feeling is much different. Um, this on the chat line. From Paolo, does the A&M hire seem like it was random? Seemed like they didn't try hard enough to find a guy. Um, I, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say that. Um, I mean, he had ties to them, and, and like boosters got involved. That wasn't a full-blown uh, Tennessee-level chaos, like when Leach was going to go to Tennessee. It, it wasn't that, but... I mean, that, 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 isn't that what happened? Like, boosters got involved and initially turned back the stoop situation. Um, yeah, Tennessee, right? Yeah. It, so A and M was going to hire Mark Stoops. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And once that was... The, the word is that Ross Bjork, the AD there, decided on Mark Stoops. He did not kind of run that through enough people, right? Didn't get enough kind of sign-offs on it. Not necessarily people in the formal um, chain of command, but certainly should be involved. And um, when those people who were not in the loop found out about it, they were very mad. And so his hand was forced. Well, you'd think that's not a uh, going to be a good thing for Ross Bjork long term. That doesn't have to be devastating, but it's probably not a great. Well, and it's it's the funny thing is that it was a uh, it's a familiar situation for him because do you do you recall where he was previously before going to A and M? He was uh, the I do not AD at Ole Miss, and after Hugh Freeze was fired, or resigned, or whatever, however that ended. Um, in 2017, Bjork had Dave Doran lined up, the NC State coach. Like, it was done to replace um, Hugh Freeze. Matt Luke was the interim coach. Matt Luke led Ole Miss to a, a, a bit of an upset victory in the Egg Bowl. Mm-hmm. And um, influential donors and administration folks leaned on Bjork and said, "Hey, no, we're not we're not going to hire Dave. We're not going to hire that guy. We're, you're you're going to you're going to hire Matt Luke. We want our guy, you know, our rebel, our our old miss guy." Sure. And so he got undercut. And so now he at that point from what I understand from what I've read and heard, he uh from that point on he was looking to leave. Like if I'm not going to be the guy, if I'm not going to be the AD, kind of sure. like what Kirby is here, um, that I'm going to go someplace else. And so he goes to AM and he gets to be the guy that fires Jimbo Fisher. Um, but when uh, when he goes to make his hire, people around the program go, no, we're not we're not going to hire Mark Stoops, which I don't understand. Mark Stoops would have been a great coach for them, I think. Yeah, I remember texting you yeah. Saturday I, I, I night. Did not you you liked the hire, yeah. I did not understand at all um, the the vitriol, especially from AM people, about that hire. I, I get that he... Like, oh, he's only beat two SEC teams with a winning record, or um, his his overall record is bad in the SEC. He's a Kentucky, right? He's Kentucky, Kentucky football, yeah. yeah. Like what, you know? And so now, what did they go do? They went and hired the great value version of Mark Stoops, the guy that coached at a basketball school, who uh, not terribly impressive record, and only been a head coach for two years, and has no experience as a head coach in the SEC. Like, it's bonkers to me. Yeah, I agree. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.